All right, guys. Hello, everybody. Seattle sports fans, welcome to the first episode of Seattle Flying High Sports Podcast. My name is Ryan. And my name is Hudson. We are the anchors for this podcast. We will have fun and we will do our best. Yes, this is our first episode. Um, Yeah, we love sports. I'm excited. Well, if you're watching this, thank you so much. We will be uh, covering many sports of Seattle, Washington, including my personal favorites, the Seattle Kraken and the Seattle Seahawks. And that's not all. Um, We'll be covering the Seattle Mariners a lot, especially next season. The Mariners are my personal favorite and a little bit of the Seattle Sounders as well. Not not as much because we're not as big soccer fans, but still some. All right. Well, with that, we will be, today we will be covering uh, Mariners baseball, the Seahawks, the Sounders, and the Kraken, as well as a brief history of the team's past. Yeah. And so each podcast should be around like 25, 30 minutes or so. Um, there'll be a lot of time to cover topics that way. So, yeah. In case you are wondering exactly what we are talking about here, it'll be stats, um, some fantasy football stats, uh, just a little bit though, um, not that much. Um, and we may have some guests from t- time to time. Yeah, um, not guests like DK Metcalf or Julio Rodriguez, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> just some of our friends. And we might do trivia every once in a while also. Yes, that's very true. Um, I hope you, if you enjoy this, that you guys will follow us on Spotify. Yeah, absolutely. And comment if we missed anything while talking about the sports that you would like us to like discuss in the future and stuff. Yeah, if there's anything you want us to cover, just leave a question. We'll answer it. Make suggestions. We're just trying to make this better. And with that being said, let's get right into it. Okay. All right. What's first, Ryan? Um... We will be covering crack and hockey. Just to let you know, in this episode, we are having mic problems, but we figured it out and it will be fixed by episode two. That's why some of the voices may sound weird or stretched. All right, guys and gals, for the first time, we will be talking about the Seattle Kraken. Okay, let's go right into it. All right, guys, if you don't already know, the Kraken are a pro hockey team in Seattle. They play in Climate Pledge Arena, which is a zero emissions arena. That's why it's called Climate Pledge Arena. They played their first season in 2021-22 year. They have made the playoffs once since then. Their most important players are Jared McCann, number 19, Vince Dunn, number 29, and Philip Grubauer, number 31, as well as many more players who are good. Cool. What are what are a few other players? Uh, some more important players are Joey Decord, the second goalie, Yanni Gord, um... Ellie Tovinen, Maddie Veneers, and Jordan Eberle. Okay. Alright, um, so to recap the last season for the Kraken, they did do amazing. 
they had 100 points in the year, which is very good, making the playoffs. Uh, they scored a lot of goals, especially 5-on-5, five five, which, if you don't know, that is even strength. They both had the same amount of players on the ice, both teams. Um, but there were also some areas to improve, like power play and the goaltending save percentages were very bad. Like, below where, way below where it should be. Uh, but they did do uh, pretty good in the playoffs last season, being the defending Stanley Cup champions in seven games. And, but I think they could have done better because they lost to Dallas in the second round in seven games. So, I mean, I think I, they could do better. What do you think, Hudson? Uh, yeah, the power play penalty is two minutes, right? Yep. Yeah, it could have been better. They just couldn't get the puck into the zone and set up the right formation so that the other team wouldn't get it. I just, that was a bit, of, that was a struggle, so. Yeah, I agree. Because by the time they got in, the other team would get possession and shoot it down. And then there would only be like a minute left. Or the goalie would get to it before the team got to it. Like, you know okay. what I'm saying, Hudson? Yes. Yeah. All right, um... Yeah, uh, with that, um, but to swift away, to shift away from that, um, the Kraken uh, played a pretty important game last Thursday, uh, which I think was the most important game of the season. It was against the Nashville Predators, uh, and they won that game 4-2. to two. And to quote from John Forslund, that's Kraken hockey, baby. Meaning they played well and they won the game. Um, I think it was the most important game so far in the young season because uh, Nashville is a little bit ahead in the standings and the Kraken and Nashville are in the same conference. So winning against Nashville is very important. Um, And the Kraken had a bad start to the season. Like, they went quite a few games without winning. This was actually their first win streak so far. Uh, and Nashville already beat them once, so we really need that game. Yeah, I think it's like it's really important for that good streak to start. It's awesome. All right, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. That way they can build the momentum. Um, and once I said, Nashville has already beat the Kraken, so they need to get back a game on them. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So, um, the Kraken just also played the Calgary Flames, and they lost to them 6-3. Um, to three. Uh, the, Nothing went right after the halfway mark of the second period. There were two penalties on the Kraken, which led to a 3-on-5 penalty kill, which they almost killed off, but Calgary scored in the last second of it. Right. What did you think of the power play, Ryan? Uh, it was it was okay. They, they got one goal. They... They've been pretty good on the power play recently. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I watched the Kraken game yesterday. First one I've watched in a long time. The last um, minute or so of the third period, the um, the Flames got two. So that yeah, was a little bit. Those were both just empty matters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So uh, their next stretch of games though is against uh, Colorado, uh, Avalanche, then the Edmonton Oilers, then Colorado again, then Edmonton again. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting that they play those two teams back to back. Yeah. And those are, those are all going to be tough games because right now Edmonton's not doing so well, but they have two of the best players in the world. Right, yeah, I've noticed that Edmonton is just... Their defense hasn't been great. Yeah, and they all also play Colorado, who also has very good players. Mm-hmm. And um, Kale McCarr will definitely get booed coming up here because of the Jared McCann hit. You remember that in the playoffs last season, right, Hudson? Yes, I do. Yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, it will be a rough couple of games. Yeah, I'm going to watch it anyway, though. I hope they can they can do something, though. All right, Ryan, let's move on to baseball. All right. Okay, so now we will be covering the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners is usually my part of the podcast. I cover the most of it because um, I know most about the MLB than any other sport here. Um, Ryan's not a huge MLB guy, so that's why I'm covering most of it. So, uh, Yes, that is true, but don't worry, guys. I am still very informed and factual. Let's start out with the Mariners season before those last set of games that they weren't so great. All right, yep. Let's get right into it, Hudson. Okay, they started the, out the season kind of rough. I mean, they weren't hitting a ton of hits altogether, even from players like Julio Rodriguez, J.P. Crawford, and Cal Rowley even. Yeah, I remember that. I watched, was watching some of the games in the start of the season. They were kind of gritty games. Uh, the pitching was good, but it would always be like 3-1, 3-2 yeah. losses. Yeah. I think they mostly just hit home runs during that time. We didn't really get on base. Yeah, most of the time. There were a few good base hit games, but one thing for sure is the pitching was good all year long, even when the time the, the hitting wasn't so good, um, which is why I think the Mariners won so many games, especially between August and September. That month was great. My personal favorite pitcher is Logan Gilbert. He throws quite a few sliders and likes to... They're often low, but he likes to um, trick players by doing that. He'll throw a bunch of sliders, and so the the um, batters think they're going to have to swing low, but then he throws a four-seam fastball, and that throws them all off, strikes them out. He has a good curveball, too. Yeah, it's hard to be a batter with all those switch-ups. Right when you think they're going high, they're going low, and then you swing at it. Mm-hmm. I went to a couple of Mariners games this year, um, one against the Yankees. Uh, I think they lost 4-10, to which um, that was before they had performed as well as in August. That was in like, May. I went to a game in August, so that was a great game. It was against the Padres, and the Mariners won 6-1. to It was tied until it was tied until the 8th, and then the Mariners scored 5 runs that inning. It's because Cal Raleigh hit a home run. So I got a question for you. Overall, in the season, do you think the base hitting was good? At the beginning, not so great, but August, even in September, when even on that road trip, they weren't as that they weren't that great on the road trip. The base hitting was did improve throughout the season, which I think that's a, that's a good thing for them. I mean, I mostly saw them scoring on home runs, not 
getting four guys out there, one to home. Yeah, another player that is really good, Ty France. He doesn't look like a like a, like he'd be the one of the one of the great ball players, but he is. He he, he throw he hits he hits some good ones. Usually they're around 400 feet, so not as far as they can go, but they're usually left centerish, left field, almost towards the foul pole sometimes. A lot of the time, actually. So um, Ty France is a really good player. Yeah, I had that guy on my um, baseball fantasy team. I noticed he was doing really well with scoring points off of hits, like you just said, getting to yep. base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Ty France, he he hits great home runs a lot of the time. Um, Cal Rally though, especially also, he was the one that scored the the leading two run at the Padres game in the eighth. Um, I want to talk about Cal Rally for a while. He, in my opinion, he is the most underrated player for the Mariners in a long time. I think he hits great home runs, and in fact, in 2022, the Mariners made the playoffs because Cal Rally hit a walk off home run, which they won the game. And they hadn't made the playoffs in like 20 years or so before that. I don't know why, but not a lot of people know about Cal Raleigh from um, what I've heard. He just, I, he, he seemed like he should be talked about more for sure. So Hutton, you talked about Cal Raleigh scoring home runs. Do you think he's also good at getting on bases? Or do you think it's just normally home runs? Um, He definitely can get on base great. It's usually a single... He doesn't hit doubles or triples very often, especially triples. No one really does. But it's usually just a quick fly to right center or something. Not very far. Um, but he hit he can hit he can hit home runs very far, usually like four thirty ish. Um so yeah, he has a great batting average as well. And what about his catching skills since he plays catcher for the Mariners? He's even better catcher than a batter, I think. He even the fastest players, they steal second base, and he can get the out easily. He always he has great throws second, and there's there's really no reaction time for that. And I do believe you're right with the home runs, right? Didn't he score like 30? Home 30. Runs? 30 in 2023, yes. All right. Do we know his batting average? Uh, .232. That's how much I read. I looked it up a few days ago. Oh. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that's what I think, uh, or I thought is interesting for the 2023 Mariners season. Um, so I, since the Mariners aren't going to be playing for until I think is it late March? I think it's early April, maybe. Um, I will cover the World Series next podcast episode. All right, guys, let's talk about my favorite sports team, the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks uh, started playing ball in 1976, uh, back when they played in the Kingdom. They had a very bad team, but there was one player on the team who was very good and would become a Hall of Famer. Do you guys know who it is? That's right, it's Steve Largent. He was a fourth round pick from the Houston Oilers. 
back when they still existed. Uh, he went on to become a Hall of Famer. He had 100 catching TVs. And as well, he had the Steve Largent Revenge hit. And in my opinion, he is the best Seahawks player of all time. Cool. So, um, what is the Steve Largent Revenge hit, Ryan? Um, so it is, um, when the Seahawks were playing the Denver Broncos back when they were in the, um, AFC. Yeah. Um, they were playing the Broncos and, um, Jim Zorn went to pass it to Steve Largent, but right before the ball got to Steve Largent, Mike Harden of the Denver Broncos hit Steve Largent in the head, shattered his helmet, knocked out a few two few of his teeth. Wow. And Steve Largent was cold on the ground. Jeez. But that's not it. 14 weeks later, when they played the Broncos again, that the same guy, Mike Harden. Oh, and Mike Harden only got fined $5,000, by the way. That's not... That's a really low amount for that. Yeah, players get fined that all the time. DK Metcalf gets fined that, like, every week. <laughs> um, anyway... He, uh, Mike Harden picked up a pass that the Seahawks were throwing, and he went down quite a ways. He he was running it back, but then mm-hmm. Steve Largent came out of nowhere and hit him from the backside, and he fumbled, and Steve Largent recovered the ball. Wow. Speaking of that, what are like some of the other best Seahawks players of all time and now? Well, obviously we had Steve Largent. Uh, there's this guy, he was a DB, Kenny Eastley. Um, okay. You also have Walter Jones, um, Matt Hasselbat, Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Okay, so, Ryan, what do you make of the Seahawks' loss today? Uh, I think that was really on the offensive play calling. Like, most mm-hmm. people would say it was just the Ravens' defense that was really good, but I don't think so. What do you think was wrong with the offensive play calling? Uh, I think that Gino was holding the ball too long. Like, the plays were designed too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and... When Gino was getting ready for the ball, he needed to get sacked, or he the ball would just be batted down by a defender. Right. Uh, only had one catch for 50 yards today. It was just one big play near the end of the half. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have been getting the ball out of Gino's hand in like under two and a half seconds or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- like they should have done slant routes more to like tie the locket. Right. I haven't really been catching up with Gino this year. How has he been doing? He's been doing okay. Not as good as last year, but he still had a, has a very high completion percentage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so another problem, I think it was that the, the running game. Yeah. Like, um, they were running the ball a few times to start with. It didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. They just kept running on the left side for like a yard, but then they just gave up on it, and the running game didn't really exist for the rest of the game. Okay, yeah, that makes sense.
from the Seahawks today, defensively, did you see anything good? Oh, defensively? Yeah, for sure. Okay. People just see the 37 number and they think, oh man, that defense did terrible today. But no, they did really good for the first three quarters until the game was pretty much over already. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you think there were any good takeaways from the game? Uh, I actually did think there was one. I thought okay. the only good takeaway would be that Pete Carroll will get his guys together and says, and he will say, we have to do better, guys. Mm-hmm. And he's going to sh- shape the team back together. Okay. As well, I think they're going to learn how to manage a team with a really good pass rush. Like, the Ravens had the number one pass rush in the league. Right. Alright, let's go ahead and get to the Sounders. Alright guys, so normally we would not be covering the Sounders a lot, but we are going to talk about them, uh, their games, and big things that happen with the team. Right, we are not big soccer fans, but we're covering it for you watching. So, uh... The Sounders had a great win in the first game of the round one playoffs against Dallas, but then they lost the second game, three to one. Yeah, they had a good win in the first match of the two out of the three game series in Dallas in the playoffs. Yeah, but now um, the series is going to be going to game three. Winner takes the all. Yeah, Dallas is an impressive team. I don't know. I think we've got it, though. Yep, but Hudson, anything can happen, and we will see. Yep, we're going to let you guys know on the next episode. So guys, Hudson and I are both going to pick every NFL game this week and see how many we get right. Okay, let's start with uh, Panthers versus Bears. So I think the Panthers are going to be it, just because I don't know who's starting at quarterback for the Bears. I think the Bears are going to win because they have good offense. All right, um, now the Colts versus Patriots in Germany. Uh, I think the Colts are going to come out and win. Okay, I agree with that. Uh, Browns versus Ravens. Uh, I think the Ravens. I agree. Packers versus Steelers. I pick the Steelers. Mike Tomlin always coaches good. Okay, I'll take I'll take your word on that too. 49ers or Jaguars? Uh, so this is an interesting one. Both teams are coming off buys. Both teams were doing uh the 49ers were doing bad before and the Jaguars were doing good. So I'm gonna pick the Jaguars. I'm gonna say the 49ers because they were doing bad, but I think they can come back. I have a good feeling. Saints versus Vikings. Saints, Vikings don't have a good quarterback right now. Okay, I'll agree with that. Texans versus Bengals. Bengals. How come? Because it's the Texans. You don't like Texas? No, it's just they're not doing very good right now. We both both know that, Hudson. Come on. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Bengals. Titans versus Bucks. 
I'm actually going to pick the Bucks here. I think they're making some comeback and they're going to make some noise. I think Titans. I don't think the Bucks are going to do great. Lions versus Chargers. Uh, I'm going to pick the Lions because the Chargers defense cannot even stop Hudson catching a pass and scoring a touchdown on them. I'm going to pretend like I never heard that and pick the Chargers. Falcons versus Cardinals. Um, I'm going to go with the Falcons here. You got Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Good players. Falcons also. All right, next one. Giants versus Cowboys. Cowboys, obviously. Yeah, the Giants have not been doing great. Commanders versus Seahawks. Seahawks for sure. Let's go Hawks. Let's let's go Seahawks. I know. All right, Jets. Uh, Jets versus Raiders. Um, this one might be a little bit of a upset pick, especially after the the Raiders just changed coaches. But I'm gonna go with the Jets. I think it's gonna be close. I'm gonna go with Jets also. Broncos versus Bills. I am gonna go with Bills because even though Russell Wilson is playing good, the Broncos are still bad. I'm going to go with the Broncos for Russell Wilson. Wow, this has been fun. Yes, it has. Um, So, I hope you enjoyed it, guys. Yeah, make sure to follow us. Uh, So, our next episode will cover an outlook of the next Seahawks game. Uh, The Baseball World Series. Uh, the recap of it. Um, also, a recap of the Sounders game and looking back and forward for the cracking games. Yeah, don't miss it. There will be new episodes every Tuesday night and Thursday night. Yep. All right, guys. This has been the Seattle Flying High Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening.